Welcome back to another episode of Colony Confidential. We have a surprise guest, former pest management professional turned comedian and is now doing his own podcast, The Thrill of the Kill, uh, Larry Izzo from, it was Champion Pest, right? It was Champion Exterminators Corporation. Okay. And what year did you sell? I sold in 2006. And you did not sell to one of the big boys. You sold to a local guy, right? I did. Yes, I did. And like everybody else, you sold and now you're just having fun, right? Well, we're trying to have some fun, yeah, but everything becomes a job. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The podcast becomes work and, and the cooking show that I have becomes work, but it's all fun. So that's what it's all about. Right, And the cooking show is cooking... Uh, cooking with comics. Cool. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's called Laughs with Larry, Cooking with Comics. And we cook with all comedians throughout the uh, in the United States. How did you end up in pest control? How did I end up in pest control? Very good question, Joe. I went to pay off a car when I first got married. And I took a part-time job with, uh, I don't know if you remember them. I'm sure your dad does, Ed does. Uh, Terry Pest Control, Bart Roselli. Oh, and, okay. uh, yeah, Vito Roselli. And, and Vito, correct. Yeah. And I worked for them for about uh, a year uh, on a part-time basis on Saturdays, and then they offered me a job. So I took it and changed careers. And what were you doing before? I was working for the Seven Santini Brothers, not the Circus Act, the uh, Movers. <laughs> you know, in those days, it was a little easier. You know, you didn't need, have all the restrictions with your licenses and have to work for somebody for a long period of time. So uh, it was a little easier to, uh, you know, get certified on your own. A lot of the guys, you know, that you were working for didn't want to show you anything. Everybody feared. And this is what took me out of my fear when I started my own business. Everybody feared about someone else going into their own business. And my thing was, if you didn't, if you got a guy that's got the initiative, he's going to do it anyway. You know, it's funny, funny you bring that up because I had the same problem. Nobody wanted to teach anything, and 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 I kept changing jobs. If you weren't going to teach me, I got a job at another company, and uh, finally uh, I wound up uh, with Pemco in the city. And the guy that was running their exterminating division trained me so I could do it, and he could go around and party. Right. <laughs> We made a lot of mistakes, but it was with other people's money, and uh, it was a good training, uh, a good training uh, experience over there. And uh, one of the other things I noticed, like guys, when I had my business, if guy was really a go-getter, you know he's going to go into his own business. So what what we did, what I did, I would tell him, look, can you can you save up like fifteen thousand dollars because there's going to be routes that guys are going to sell or small businesses will buy it. I'll match your money. I'm your partner for five years. We'll teach your wife, whoever you want, how to run a business, teach you all the ins and outs, the discounts, yada, yada, yada. And after five years, you can buy me out. So if we buy this route or whatever, and it's 60000 I got to get X amount of money a month. And um, after five years, if you built that business up to a quarter of a million dollars, uh, all I get is whatever we say we paid 60000 for the business. Right. All I get is my $30,000 back. The rest is yours. Right. And worked out well because a lot of these guys, they didn't want to do termite work. They they didn't know how to, they, they were afraid of big jobs. So they would they would give them to us for a commission and stuff like that. 
I wound up with friends. The other way, I told the guy, look, you got $5,000, put it down payment on, on, a, on a van and uh, give me the book. I'll pay it off. And if somebody wanted to say, well, I'm leaving after a year or so, well, here, here's the book. You paid off the car. So it was a way, it was like a hook to keep in there. And uh, it worked out pretty well. But it, but again, I always felt like I'm not going to stand in your way if you really want to go into your own business. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go out of my way to make it possible. But if you want to do it, we can both make some money for a while and you'll learn how to do it pretty well. Um, I'm all for that. I mean, it is America, so. Well, the thing is that I felt is that, look, I put about six guys into business that none of them lasted. They all sold their routes back to me. They started these little routes and they all sold them back to me. They came in. But I can't have my competitor working for me. So when I used to get wind of these guys doing the side work, I said, look, you got to go. I can't I can't have. But the thing is, is that we had to certify them. And I did all the certification. I paid for it. And then these guys would leave. So you get smart after a while. How about, how about this? Somebody calls you and tell you your guy was here today. <laughs> you didn't do that good a job. What was that? And they come back and go, tell me about this. Oh, I don't know nothing about it. Well, they said you did a lousy job. And by the way, you could keep the money. Just bring all your stuff in. You're fired. And then you get these cash stops. Oh, the guy quit. Oh, you go check out what happened. He goes, I didn't quit. The guy said he would do it for four, for four or five dollars less. I go, the guy can't do that because he's fired. But okay, I'll stay with you. You know, it's all, all the tricks. I mean, I used to tell guys, maybe you know the book about screwing around, but you didn't look on the cover because I wrote it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and anything that you done, uh, they did, you already thought of and probably didn't do, you know? Uh well, or maybe you did do allegedly. No, but listen, I believe in the in the opportunity of everybody going into their own business. I would never stop anybody, and I didn't stop any of my guys. It's just that you know we had to cut certain affiliations because I'm not giving you my knowledge, right. or you already know some of my customers. And and the sorry part was like you know them the customers coming back to you and going you know your guy just asked me if he can uh, take over the route. Right. And, and, right. and you know, it would be upsetting, but, you know, you have to understand. But the thing is, I guess, is when you give everybody what they need, I gave medical benefits. I've given all the equipment, the vehicles, the 401ks with matching percentages. It was never enough. I also tried to pay my guys about five, six dollars above union scale to keep them. You know what I found out, Larry? After six to seven years. The best of them thought they were doing me a favor. Yeah, well, that's Eddie. The, oh my God, that is like that is like so correct. I mean, they're doing you a favor. You show up with a new truck. They bought it for you because of all the hard work they're doing. Meanwhile, the thirty years you've done was absolutely nothing. You're just a, a you know exactly a point. You know, when I was teaching, the guys had asked me, uh, "Tell me how you started your business." I swear I went to work for other people. I said, and then at night, you know, I'd be mopping halls and I was driving trucks at night. Then I went into my own business. No, no, how did you start your business? I, I'm telling you how I started. <laughs> I well, business. And I supplemented by driving trucks at night, mopping halls, and doing all kinds of crazy shit to make money. That's how you started a I business. I laid cement for $2.50 an hour. 
I had a Saturday route, which were all my friends and all my ex-wife's friends from her business. And that's how I started, you know? And then all of a sudden people start saying, do you want to do it for me? And I was working for somebody and I said, no, I can't, I can't do that. You know? Uh, and, you know, it became a thing where, you know, you didn't want to take the guy's business. I mean, you know, people wanted you to do it. You couldn't do it. And some customers left anyway. And then three months later, they call you and they said, I'm no longer with that company. What are you going to do? You're going to decline the business? You're not. So then it's you stole people's customers, you know. So it becomes a an enigma, you know. Well, what started me off, uh, I don't, you remember Jimmy Maloney? Oh, sure, sure. So, so Jimmy and me were working for this guy. I won't mention his name. Right. <laughs> and we were bringing in business and, and we were making commissions. And I was happy with that. And then all of a sudden, uh, the person you brought in didn't want to get done, uh, kids sick or something. Always an excuse. So one day we're having coffee with this guy, Mac, who also had his own uh, profitable business eventually. And we were talking about, now, you know, all these things we're bringing in. And then it, it, it dawned on us. If you brought in a new stop, he gave it to me, and he gave my new stop to you and told us the people didn't want it. Uh, so Jimmy Maloney told me, let's confront them. I go, no. What are you going to do? I said, I'm not turning them in anymore. I'll do them myself. And that was the start. Right. <laughs> and it's I unfortunate. Was- you know, I brought a lot of business into a company, uh, and, uh, you know, when I left, I did not go after those people. They knew I left, and eventually they started calling. But, yeah. Uh, the thing was is that, you know, I would get a commission. In other words, I'd make it at those days, you know, $15 stops were big, you know. So right. We're talking about the 70s. So I would get the first commission, which was $15. But something I learned when I started my own business, I gave that guy, uh, I don't know how many thousands of dollars because that's repetitive work. Right. So now I get $15 for one commission. So when I went into my business, my guys got, you bring a customer into me, you got that commission, you got 10% every month. Right. Now that customer was there for three years, you got 10% for three years. I had guys walking away every quarter with a couple of grand. Yeah. The hustlers, you know, and then. I, I couldn't believe it. And then guys would not, you know, then you know where your guys are too, because it's a good judgment call of who's going to be aggressive and who's not. Right. Right. You see, I had, I had guys, they were okay. But like you come up with these plans and stuff like, you know, look, I just want to do my eight hours, which you know meant six or seven. Exactly. I want to watch TV, have a beer. Okay, fine. And then what happens is you got these young hustlers coming in and that same guy comes to you and goes, what the hell? What the hell? He's a crew chief? Yeah. I'm like, why? Well, he started a year ago. I go, yeah, no shit. He started here as a mercy hire for two fifty a week. Right. I said, a lot more than you now. <laughs> <laughs> I was here longer. I go, what did you contribute in that time? You got a job, you know? Well, look, as a business owner or even a manager, that's your job is to identify and develop talent and even identify and develop the the guys that don't want to do anything because you still got to develop them and keep them happy in their technician role only. But there's a saying in regards to like training and Larry, it seems like you followed it. I know we certainly follow it, but they say train them so good that they can leave and start their own business, but treat them well enough that they won't want to. Right. And, and that's, that's kind true. of true. 
And that yeah. is true. And, and I, I really followed that rule. And like I said, I gave them everything, benefits, and I never charged them back for medical even towards the end, you know. Uh, because these guys, I felt, look, they were making me a good living. And right. everybody that does that deserves to get paid well. You know, Larry, I heard the uh, last guy that, uh, that I worked with, because I was doing all the work, he was out chasing women. But um, <laughs> what he told me, um, I wanted a raise. And uh, I told him, you know, I do this, I do that, and blah, blah, blah. I straighten out all this crap. So he told me, he goes, I went in. They're not going to give you a raise. He says, but I'll tell you what we're going to do. Get me $50 worth of parking tickets and uh, gas receipts a week. I get you $50 cash. This was 1969, 1970. This was like, whoa. So I looked at him, and he, and he, he told me, he goes, I know you're going into your own business someday. And he said, remember one thing. You got to take care of the horses that are pulling the wagon. I said, and you do. And then you find out that unfortunately, uh, these guys take advantage so much. It's like, you know, you can't be a nice guy. You try to, and, and I couldn't be a bad guy. You know what I mean? I never really took the guys out. We went out once in a while, you know, like for Christmas, I threw a nice party. We had a nice dinner. You can bring your wives. It was nice, you know? But then, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. Exactly. And, and what I, I felt you. was that, you know, so what? here's what happened. I got married. My ex-wife worked on Wall Street, making great money. My mother passes away, left me a couple of thousand dollars. I bought a Cadillac. <laughs> the guy's <laughs> come to the house for the Christmas party. Oh, you got a Cadillac. I bought that for you. That was the remarks. Yeah. You know what? The last time anybody ever came to my house. Pest Pack Select is a beginner's module for those of you starting out or if you're converting right now, you may want to start here. It has majority of what you need from scheduling, routing. It even has the dashboards, running reports, payments, productivity in the field, route optimization, account management. Basically, Pest Pack Select is one streamlined system that gives you support for all stages of your business and the life cycle of your business. You know, again, it's a stepping stone to bettering your business. You know, if you go on their site, you can just go to book a demo and, and they'll get you through it. Or better yet, if you're not sure if you want to take that step to the demo, listen to the podcast and listen to us go through it and interview them and then make your decision. Because once you hear what they have, you're going to want to know about it. It wasn't just me. It's all perception, you know? You know what? Who cares? You deserve it. Well, that's the other point. I didn't ask anybody for money. <laughs> You know what? You got to suck it up. And every once in a while, you write yourself out a check for $50,000. That's all. And it makes, yourself, it makes yourself feel a lot better. But, you know, it was funny, though. These guys, sometimes they had the devious ones that could. They, I, I used to see them thinking on how they can get out of work. or And then what happened was we put the GPSs in. Yeah. All right. Now you got a guy that's in Manhattan. He doesn't know the GPS is in his truck. And I'm going, what are you doing in Manhattan? He goes, how do you know where I am? I says, how do yeah. I know? I says, never mind how I know. I says, I know you're on 60th Street and 2nd Avenue. <laughs> he says, well, I got my, the sun got in my eyes and I went over the 59th Street Bridge. I said, the sun got in your eyes. I said, bring the truck back here. <laughs> you know, and that was so you do. The unfortunate part about this was, is that we as bosses and owners and, 
you know, that care about your business. You give the guy all the safety equipment they need. It wasn't like I got a wet, a wet bandana. That's just no bullshit. I got a wet bandana. And the guy says, if anything happens to you when you go in and fog this, put this over your face. <laughs> okay. That might have helped the breathing, but not the eye dilation and the yeah. the temporary blindness. <laughs> How long did you have your business? I had my business for 30 years. What, you got any crazy stories? I'm sure you must. Oh, my God. What do you want to talk about? I had people come. You want to talk about employees? I had pe- The employee thing was funny. Because I had a guy come in dressed as a monk. He had the rosary beads on, the whole nine yards. <laughs> and I'm going, are you serious? He goes, no, I, I need a job. I says, well, I, don't, I don't have any donkeys. I can't send you out, man. What am I going to do? And I had a guy come in, and uh, <laughs> we had him fill out the application form. He goes, uh, I, I don't fill this out. I just want to go to work. I said, uh, what kind of car you got? Because I didn't supply vehicles. You have to bring your own. We paid you for it. Right. So I, I got transportation. I said, okay, let me see it. It's got a bike outside. So I told him, I said, all right, um, listen, tomorrow you have to be down in Allentown, Pennsylvania at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> she goes, well, how am I going to get there? I go, I don't think you're going to make it, even if you leave now. Exactly. You're goofing on me. I go, you're goofing on me. You obviously can't read or write. I said, how are you going to read a label? Some of that hasn't changed. You know, we're interviewing almost constantly, but on average, only 50% of the interviewees even show up, which is crazy because they submit a resume, they do a phone interview, they fill out an application and they schedule the interview and and at least 50% are a no-show. And I don't get it. This is a good job. I mean, not for nothing. This is, it was a great career for me. And, you know, even, you know, your employees, I found out were only good for three to five years. That was it. For me, I had some that lasted for 18 to 20 and some that were with me as long as I had the business. Yeah. yeah but yeah, the average technician, three to five years. Yeah, that's it. You know, and that's sad because we dump a lot of money into their education. I don't know if you guys licensed them. I did. Then you got the uniform issues. But then I got smart and said, you know what? I'll give you uniforms. And you and you, but you have to pay me for them, and you have to pay me for your certification. If you're with me for three years, I'll pay you back. Right. We do we do something very similar where uh, we if, if we we pay for it up front, and then they sign a legal document that says if you leave, and it just prorates it year one. You know, if you leave after two years, it's this. After one year, it's this. Same same idea though, because. They get that license. We give them all that knowledge. And if they leave, like I had one guy get six, five or six certifications and left three months later. And that, that's how I learned my lesson. Right. And that's that's what happens. But you, you want to hear a funny story. I'll, I'll never forget this. We were down in, uh, in Bed-Stuy and I got a call. I had the Jackie Robinson buildings and there were four buildings and a crawl space that went under all four. Crawl space was probably about three and a half feet high, right? And you had to get down. Like you had to lift this sewer plate up and crawl down it. Well, the guys that worked there were paranoid. They didn't want to get down with me, right? So I'm down and I get down in this hole and all you got is a drop light. There's no lighting down there, right? Let me tell you, there must have been, there must have been three, 4,000 rats. They were coming off the sewer line 
They actually gnawed through the concrete slab and made burrows all over the place. They were swinging on the pipes like trapeze artists, right? <laughs> and the guy that was with me holding the well, I had three of my guys in the uh, in the in the crawl space as well. And I, they said, well, what are we going to do? I said, well, throw the bait. Just keep throwing the bait, you know. And now the rats are coming a little closer. I said, throw the bucket. Throw the bucket. <laughs> but that was yeah. hysterical. And the guy, I saw him shaking in the in the reflection on the wall with his drop light. He's going, we got to get out of here. We're going to die. I said, if you move and that light breaks, they're going to eat your eyes out. That man shut up and, and <laughs> didn't say a word. So, Larry, tell us about the Thriller to Kill podcast and, and your transition into media and whatnot. The transition into comedy? Well, when I retired, there was nothing to do. And you find out that you don't want to sit around doing nothing. I started another pest control business and you can't repeat the kind of success. So I just said, you know, enough is enough. Uh, then I was sitting around. I took a comedy course because I always liked it and uh, just went on from there. Uh, you know, um, and then actually what I did was I, I started a podcast. Oh, first I started a cooking show, uh, Cooking with Comics, and uh, got some pretty good people there. I got Jackie Martlin on the show and other great comics in New York, Pat Dixon. And uh, and then I now I just started a podcast called The Thrill of the Kill. And it's to get funny stories from exterminators that I interview. And whether it's related to pest control, but mostly it is, uh, because that's where you get your funny stories from. And then I interview comedians and any funny pest stories that they have. So I alternate. It's twice a week podcast. You can find it on iTunes or anywhere that podcasts are had. It's called The Thrill of the Kill. And we're having a blast doing it. You know, uh, it's really a good time. And we're trying to make short interviews like. You know, 25, 30 minutes tops. You don't want to bore anybody. All right. And the YouTube, what, what what do you look for on your YouTube page? Well, you go to Laughs with Larry, Cooking with Comics, and uh, you, that'll come right up. I got like 24, 23 episodes up of that. Okay, cool. So once again, Colony Confidential, Larry Izzo, uh, Champion Exterminators, now Cooking with Comics, Laughs with Larry, and Thriller to Kill podcast. Uh Check him out and uh, look for us. We'll, we're going to end up doing an interview with him on his podcast. Larry, good talking to you again. Good luck to you. Thank you, Larry. Uh, Mr. Mr. America, all the ships at sea. Great, great show today. Glad to see one of our pest control people found a new career in uh, comedy and, um, and cooking. And don't forget, the big news on all we did today is that Joey Buns will shave his head for $100,000... Hold on. Uh, I will not shave my head for $100,000. I mean, I would. Don't get me wrong. But this is for charity. Do you know that a negative review has a potential to turn off 40% of potential customers? I do now. On the other hand, if you have lots of positive reviews, your Google or Facebook page can be the biggest way new customers are finding your business. Want to learn more about Podium? Go over to ColonyConfidential.com and click on the blue button.